We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to an emergency edition of Light Years. Andy Lou, we didn't want to have to do this episode. No, no disrespect to our guests who, who we love and adore, but generally not the terms we have on. Uh, we have Dr. Narav Pandya joining us to discuss Steph Curry's injury. Doc, how you doing? Doing all right. I agree with you. This was not the thing I wanted to talk about heading into the playoffs. You're like the Grim Reaper. If we see you on, it's uh, these are dark times, Doc. These are dark times. There's only so much time left in the regular season, and and I mean, this is the best player. At the, this is not like it's James Wiseman. Love James Wiseman, but this is Steph Curry. And uh, I mean, uh, give give a shoot us straight. How bad is it? Right. So I think number one last night, you know, the thing you're worried about the most is anything broken because that's immediate. You're gone. You're done. Season's over. Um, you know, see you next, next year. Um, you know, and then they said, you know, again, this MRI and the fact that they got the MRI, like immediately, um, you know, was a little bit concerning because typically, wow. you know, with foot injuries, you're like, look, let's check it out the next day. If it's sore, things don't look good. Let's, you know, let's check it the next day, but they got it immediately. And you're know, talking, there's this ligament sprain and I know the initial report said, Oh, no structural damage, but a ligament, you know, is basically the structure that connects two bones together. And, you know, there's some degree of tearing over there. And, and the one you get concerned about a lot is the, the less Frank ligament, which is what you hear NFL players get. Um, they didn't name that in the report, but you know, there are a lot of little ligaments in there and other ones are fine. But if that one's injured, that's the one that could be potentially surgical. If, you know, he sees a specialist who says that or something that could take six to eight weeks to kind of heal on the, the back end. So there's still a lot of uncertainty, even though nothing is broken, we still don't know the exact time frame based on, based on what was reported. The message that's been put out there through Woj, Shams, and just the you know the, the general media apparatus is there's optimism with the Warriors that he will be back before the playoffs. Now, that, that could mean the playoffs are his first game or uh, something like that. But what do you take from that, that optimism message? Yeah, that, that means to me that someone probably knows that it may not be a list frank ligament. It's just like a regular kind of foot sprain. You know, the foot just kind of things are stretched out. And then it it totally makes sense in general for like your garden variety kind of foot sprain three to four weeks. Um, you know, obviously Anthony Davis is kind of paralleling this a little bit. He's kind of at week four, but you know, he's a bigger guy, bigger injury history than Steph. So in general, you look at NBA players three to four weeks. So that, that makes sense and gets him ready for the playoffs. The thing I'm a little bit worried about with Steph is that, you know, he's got that ankle on that same side. 
Um, so how does having a foot injury with a history of ankle sprains kind of play out in terms of him coming back? Um, and do you have to be extra cautious to make sure that he's really ready? Um, and is, can he jump into big minutes right away um, after three to four weeks off? And that's something that we'll see as he kind of progresses through. That that's the one is, you know, I'm just going to take it face value three to four weeks. He's back with a game or two left of the regular season. We've seen him come back two times now, totally different injuries, right? Both in the knee. I'm sure you remember Uh, he both came back twice, you know, relative like, okay. And then he warmed that he was fine. Does this affect him differently? Is this maybe easier? Quote unquote. I don't even know if that's the right question. Like, is it easier to come back from? Like, you're talking was, about the 2016 and the 2018 playoffs? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I think this is a little bit easier to come back from in the sense that um, it typically doesn't linger. Like, once it's better, it's better. Um, and it won't be something necessarily that he can't condition on. I mean, it's really hard with the knee um, to kind of get conditioning in. So you can do stuff to kind of keep his conditioning up. Um, the thing that you worry about is that, you know, if you get to that first round of the playoffs and there still is a little lingering soreness, how's that going to impact him in terms of his shot? How's that going to impact him in terms of he's a mobile guy, you know, he's running around doing a lot of things. So that's a little bit more of a worry I have is how is he going to be able to, what makes Steph Curry great is all his movement. And when your foot's impacted and you got a bad ankle, you know, above it, um, is that going to impact his playing? So hopefully, you know, this turns around quickly, you know, like he's feeling good in two weeks and they're being cautious. And then he has two weeks to kind of get, get back to where he needs to go. But if he's still kind of recovering come that first round of the playoffs, I agree with Andy. Like that's, that's something you get a little bit more worried about. And is he suddenly going to re-injure himself or have a poor performance? Everyone's like, Oh geez, you know, like his shots off, he's not, you know, passing well, everything's kind of going downhill. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to ask was when you observed the injury, what was your initial thought? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Like we've all seen Steph get hurt a lot over I mean he's been playing for the Warriors for 14 years so we've seen a lot of stuff it didn't look that bad when he ran off the court like part of me was like oh it looks like a minor sprain maybe he'll be out for like a game or two um is that just kind of how these things go like yeah he, he jogged off but then it was a thing or should I have not been reading anything into that no I, you know, I thought the same thing you know when I saw it happen you know first of all I was like oh Jesus Marcus Mark gonna go for his knee um, and then I was like, okay, look, knee looks okay. And I'm like, oh, this is like a Steph Curry, you know, ankle tweak. He'll go get it taped, come on back and be fine. And he ran off. It didn't, it didn't seem like he was reacting like this was something serious. Um, so initially I thought what had happened is that, you know, I think it was almost last year at the Boston game, the same thing happened where he kind of, you know, his brace kind of went into his foot and gave him some discomfort. And I'm like, he's probably going to come back out. And they're just being cautious. But, um, the fact that they, you know, they got the MRI, I almost wonder if they were just being extra cautious with him. Um, and what we're going to get is, yeah, he's fine. We, he saw his specialist. We're just going to kind of rest him and get him better. Um, and this was just because it's Steph Curry in the playoffs and he got an MRI. Maybe if Moses Moody or Kaminga had this happen, they've been like, look, give it a couple of days and get back on the court. Um, cause a lot of times when you get a foot MRI, anytime you have any injury to the foot, everything lights up. Like it looks like seven things are injured just cause there's so much inflammation there. Unlike a knee where you like ACL is torn, you can see it. Um, so I almost wonder that this was the extra caution. You get this report and you're like trying to, you know, kind of chase it a little bit. Um, cause it didn't look that bad, um, based on the injury itself and, and how he kind of stood up immediately. Yeah. yeah. We have a, we have a couple questions from callers. So I want to, I want to throw these out there. Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, you actually answered one of them, um, from Megan Coat asking, uh, you know, difference between this and the Anthony Davis injury. Um, so I'm going to skip over that one, but Ricky Garcia, regular listener, light years podcast goes, given how the dubs have handled other injuries in the past, do you feel like the org is hiding something with kind of putting, 
Um, I assume he means with putting optimism out there. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think they are at all. I mean, I think with, you know, the, with Curry, like, I think they were great. They reported initially and said it was soreness and said it was a sprain. You know, they're telling kind of each step along the way. So I think they're more cautious than anything else. And you think a lot of more teams are a lot more aggressive in terms of getting players back. So the fact that they're saying he's out indefinitely, we're going to kind of take this slowly. Um, I, I don't think that they're hiding anything. And it just doesn't make sense that there'd be anything to hide given what we saw on the court and how he responded. Uh, if anything at all, they might be, you know, kind of being super cautious with them um, more so than hiding something major. I, I was curious why they didn't say like, uh, he's out a week. We'll reevaluate him in a week. Cause I, isn't that what they did with CP three? Like, Hey, he's out six weeks. Right. And it's like, we'll reevaluate him at the end of the season. And it's like, well, shit, he's not coming back. Like, you know, I wonder why they didn't do that with Steph. Yeah. I think it's, it's the nature of a foot MRI. So, um, you know, one of the things mm -hmm. like you get it in the MRI and you're like, look, the ACL is torn. It's like when Clay got hurt, like immediately got that MRI that night. Yeah, yeah. Releasing it. Yeah. Foot MRIs are really hard to interpret um, just because there's so much stuff going on. And I also probably think that what they probably wanted to do is, you know, the, the Dr. Furkle, the guy who did Curry's ankle surgery and kind of helped him back. They're probably like, look, we got to go down to the expert and have him kind of weigh in. Cause I think you place yourself in a weird situation. You're like, we're going to you know, X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, someone else looks at it and then, you know, his surgeon looks at it. So um, I wouldn't be surprised that once he goes down there, then we're going to get that. It's going to be Concrete. exactly. Timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like Woj hedged it a little bit. Like, Hey, the Warriors are optimistic that he'll be back before the regular season. And then it's like, well, but he's also going to go see his, his specialist and, and, and maybe, you know, I was like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. So, so don't let me, let me, this. let me give you guys my, you know, conspiracy fit now. Uh -oh. uh -oh. uh -oh. No, but like, so uh -oh. no, uh -oh. just <laughs> connecting what you're saying and kind of reading into it. Uh, would it be fair to say the reason they rushed the MRI last night, even though it's maybe not the best time to do one. Um, if I, if I heard you on right, like it might be better to wait a day to do one just so inflammation goes down is just because of the nature of who it is. And we're in the home stretch of the season. So they wanted that like initial confirmation that nothing is broken in there. And we're not really going to get an actual idea on timeline until we get a couple days past and he's seen a specialist and maybe a little swelling's gone down and there's like a clear idea of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And like in general with, you know, with, People in general they have a swollen foot. You get the MRI, and we're like, "Oh, all this stuff is looks like it's injured. Let's wait a couple of days and see what actually hurts." You know, so like, it, honestly, I think it's probably going to be maybe day four, or day five, where we get a little timeline. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to say, you know, the usual: we'll take it week by week, we'll evaluate him in fourteen days and see where he is. Um, but I do agree, like you're because of the player, because of the time, they probably just like we need to know if anything really bad is there, and we've kind of ruled that out. Hopefully, and now we're just now we're going to kind of pick up the pieces in terms of actual timelines yeah appreciate appreciate that insight doc i want to leave you with one question yes what date will we get notification that steph is ramping up okay <laughs> <laughs> it could it could it, you know it will probably be in five days and then there could be a iguodala ramp up a curry ramp up uh, a wiseman ramp up and you know who else is ramping do up? they have enough ramps <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> gb2 he's ramped Jimmy's yeah, ramped. Yeah. He's back Sunday. He's ramped. He's yeah, ramped. exactly. So I think everyone's getting on the on ramp. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, actually, while we have you here, the Wiseman stuff. Is he? Yeah. he you've watched them. He look. Yeah. He look good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's look. He's look great. I mean, the things you can really. I mean, basketball aside, I know people are yeah, yeah, physical what he looks like, but yeah. he, he's strong. He's jumping well. No, right. he doesn't look like he's swollen. He looks great from a knee standpoint. <sighs> they need him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate Doc, we really it. appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I was, Andy, I was hoping Dr. Pandia would tell us March 30th, he's back, but such as <sighs> it is, we're, we're probably not going to get like a more concrete update till after the Spurs game. Let's be real. Like, we'll know. Sounds like we're gonna have to wait a couple of days on that. With all that said, like, it, I don't know if we're going to see him the rest of the regular season. Nope. Maybe we see him the last couple of games, maybe nope. not. All right. So that, that brings up the most obvious question we're going to discuss on future pods, like, how much this affects their ability to build chemistry before the playoffs. But I want to ask you this right now, the Warriors are three and a half games up 12 games left. Um, the other teams have 13 games left. They're all tied. And that's the Utah jazz, the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver nuggets. Um, they're all basically tied. Yep. Do you think the Warriors are in danger of losing the three seed? Uh Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But three and a half games, a lot in 12 games. The Warriors should be good enough to hold on and get the three seed. Uh, Jordan Poole was spectacular last night. It's our guy. Our guy. He should be special uh, down the stretch here. Keep in mind, like, last silly season, right, is what they call it in fantasy basketball. Half the teams aren't even playing basketball right now. They don't care. Right. Sadiq Bey has 49 points right now. You know that? Like, that's a joke. Like, half the NBA teams are not playing basketball right now. They should be able to win the games that they should win, like the Spurs. Right. And it, once it comes and the down magic. to like, yeah. and the magic, right. Once it comes down to like eight games left and there's still three games up, like it's hard to choke that away. So I do think they hold on to it. Yeah. I'm like looking at their schedule and I'm just assuming Steph isn't playing. It's like, okay, Spurs win, magic win, heat loss, um, you know, wizards win, Grizzlies loss. And it, it's like, it works out to like, they should be 500 the rest of the way at, at kind of as a worst case, you know, um, maybe even seven and five. 
that would put them at 53 or 54 wins. And I, it, it seems very hard. The other teams will catch them. Yep. Um, if the Warriors just take care of what they need to, obviously I, they're not going to catch Memphis now. Um, and they Don't might drop way. and they might drop a game or two that they probably wouldn't drop without step. Oh, they will drop a game or two. Yes, they will <laughs> drop that stuff. <laughs> not, not might they will. Um, it's just about holding the fort down. I guess my, my, my real question for you is, knowing that Steph is probably not going to play in the regular season and we're going to, the Warriors are going to enter the playoffs with um, the core three playing 11 total minutes. Do you, do you think it benefits the Warriors to stay in the three seed? Like, do you, it's a little, what are you saying? It's a little early to look at playoff matchups just because everyone's bunched up. You know what I mean? But like, do you think the Warriors want to be on the same side as the Grizzlies as opposed to the Suns? I, uh, I don't think it matters anymore. I, I think at this point, it's it's it doesn't. It, they could play Minnesota; it'd be a tough matchup right now with Steph just coming back, right? Like I don't think it's any easier, or any harder. Um, the Suns and Memphis, I think both right now are going to be better than the Warriors when they play each other. It's gonna. It's very simply just going to be. Pray how healthy Steph is and see if Draymond and Clay are healthy. By the way, take a step back a little bit. They're going to win like 54 games this season with Clay missing half the games, Draymond missing two months, and now and now Steph for a month. This team is a 60-win team. Like it, They could have been a 60-win team. How crazy is that? So that's that's, that's kind of insane, right? But um, No, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Steph's going to finish the season playing 64 games. Oh. Draymond will probably finish at about 44. 46. Wow. Clay, um, maybe 35. Wow. I mean, that's why, that's why I say Steve Kerr deserves credit for this year because like last year they shouldn't have been as bad as they were. I know Mm -hmm. Kelly Uber and stuff were not as good, but it was like you, you left a lot of wins on the table when you could have manufactured them this year. They've manufactured a lot of wins under adversity. They just have hundred percent. 100%. 100%. I mean, that's that's a positive take, right? Like, it just this team has been has been very, very good in the regular season. So at this point, it's like, can they? Like, the question is like, yeah, it's really almost impossible to win a championship when your best three guys don't have never haven't played together in two years. So it's, there's that. But you know, maybe if Steph get like like Doc said, if Steph is healthy and it's not like that knee in 2016 where Steph wore down on that knee, right? Where he just like kind of couldn't really move anymore. If he does come back fully healthy, yeah, they have a good shot at it. I don't know if it matters really who they play at that point. All right. they get, So let's just, in the first round, they're going to play in almost any scenario. It's going to be one of these three teams. Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets. Tough, tough. Do you have a preference there? Like, you know you're getting Steph back with little time, so... Yes, I you do. You probably want the easiest matchup just so he can ramp up in the playoffs. Yes, you know, that's <laughs> it. yes I do. Do you you know who I want to see? Who's that? The the Utah Jazz. It's the, the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. it's the Utah Jazz. Uh, it's it's uh, have Gobert play drop coverage on Steph, right? Uh, their defensive personnel is small, great, right? Go small and, and and Donnie Mitchell is awesome, but you throw Wiggins, GP two, Clay, those guys on him, you should be okay. Like that's a team that they should beat in six games. And more than anything, they can't guard the Warriors when Draymond's at the five. They're too spaced out and they're too shitty on the perimeter. They just are. They're like, they're the perfect matchup for, let's just say, a rusty Steph working into it. To like, they can beat they can beat the Jazz with Steph being a decoy and Jordan Poole and Clay going off. You know, um, 
I feel like the toughest one of those ones, probably the Mavericks. Cause they can I actually really, agree. Yeah. They can really defend. Yeah. And I really don't want to be in a situation where you need Steph to close games aggressively in round one while he's working his way off an injury versus a team that can defend. And then on the flip side, they have someone like Luca who, I mean, he's a damn good closer himself. So, well, well, they've Luca Brunson and Dinwiddie. Now, now yeah. they're attacking Steph on, on defense. Right. And, and you're, you're looking at them. You're like, yeah, yeah they're going to go with the, they're going to go with the LeBron Harden offense. So they're just going to try to get him an ISO over and yeah. over again. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I want to avoid that matchup considering we know Steph is first round is going to be like, first round is going to be what the end of the season was supposed to be for the Warriors. Like you want that to be as easy as possible to work out because if they get through it, it's going to be a war in round two, no matter what. And and still, those are not easy teams. Like those are not shit. Like those are all good teams. Right. So it's tough either way. Even Minnesota's playing special basketball right now. Uh, so like, even if somehow they end up with a two seed, right. And they end up playing Minnesota at the seven, like it's not, it's not an easy matchup. Like it is not an easy matchup for them. So it's all tough matchups. I think like the good news is that they feel and the doc doc feels like, yeah, he should be back for the first round. It's not, it's not like, um, you know, 16 and 19. It was like, okay, he's going to miss the first round or he's going to miss a few games. Or he got hurt in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like this is, Hey, he should be back. He should be back and he should be healthy. So. Yeah, it's going to, I feel like the next month, um, because the playoffs start in a little, they they start a month. Almost a month, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be about like standings watch because prior to this injury, I didn't care who the Warriors played in round one. I just wanted them to be healthy. Well, now they're officially not healthy. So it really does matter who they play. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because like you said, if Utah fall, if they end up playing Utah in round one, they don't need Steph fully healthy to work that team in five games. And, and then Steph gets healthy, and then they're in a decent position going against a Memphis or a Phoenix. Yeah. If they get against Dallas, they get in a seven-game war, like I, that's rough. That's really rough when we don't know what kind of shape Steph's going to be in day one when the playoffs start. Yep. yep. Uh, the, I think the final thought here for me too is um, the Warriors, they slow play. Right. And, and they've been slow playing all this time. I'd be, they can't slow play anymore. <laughs> they, they, they can't say, well, we're going to sit them out for the first two games of the, you know, KD's not on the team. We get, I can't sit them out for two games because I felt like against he, the can Pelicans, go, he has to go. Yeah. He has to go. He has to, it's, it's like that Houston series uh, or, or when he came back against Portland, when he's ready, he's got to go. That's it. I actually have one more question. She said, mm. keep coming. Okay. Mm. For the last 12 games, most important player on the Warriors. To right the ship to make sure they enter the playoffs with whatever positive momentum is. And like, you know, the worst case scenario is they do what they do other times when Steph leaves and they go three and nine. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like they're limping in and it's embarrassing. Sure. Who, who uh, do you think is the most important player to prevent that from happening? I think it's, I think it's very easily Draymond. I think it's very, very easily. Yeah. It's just, if he's, if he's back and, and, and he's the same defensive player as he is, like you said, like they, they should be able to beat Utah. I mean, Steph has to be, has to be playing, but if he's healthy and they can play small ball five right away in the postseason, mm-hmm. they're good. Like, I think it's pretty easy. And, him. and, and just like beat the, uh, you know, beat the Lakers, beat the Kings, beat those type of things. Teams oh, God, the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
I actually, I agree with you. I think Draymond, like Ugh. we all make fun of the traffic cop stuff, but you watch Clay Thompson trying to go one-on-one. I want Draymond being a traffic cop telling him where to go right now, you know? Yeah. And I think that's Draymond taking ownership of this team. Like he has more weapons than in the past. He doesn't have Steph, but Poole, Clay, and Wiggins, that's three scoring threats around him. You know, that he can do some things. Um, I really need that peak Draymond in the next game or two to come back because that's what's going to probably steady the ship yep. until Steph comes back. Yep, 100%. All right, we'll be back, hopefully not with another negative emergency pod, guys. Mm-hmm.